Okay, everybody, welcome back to this episode of the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I am joined by my good friend, Bill Searcy. You've been on the show multiple I, times. I'm fighting to get on here more. You're not fighting. It's your schedule. It's, your a, ske- schedule. it's, yeah. it's a scheduling thing. Dana's busy. So, Bill. Anyway, yeah, Bill Searcy. It's Bill, good to I, be here. I, it's great to have you here. I wanted to have you on the show today because I wanted, there's, there's a show on right now. There's a show on Netflix that I haven't watched yet. You've been recommending it to me for a while. And I think, well, first of all, the show is called Full Swing. Full right? Swing, yeah. And it's a docu-series on Netflix, yeah. about golf. And that's been incredibly like just glossing over what it is. And I wanted to bring on an expert to kind of sell me on the idea of why I should watch this show. Because I wouldn't even describe myself as a casual fan of golf. Like, I know the big names. I mean, they do a great job of marketing. Tiger Woods. You know, t- Tiger Woods. Sure. You know, uh, who else? Name one other guy. Dustin Johnson, Rory, okay. Rory McIlroy, okay. you know, you know, you know, you know, uh, John Daly. Yeah. Yeah. He, so, he even has a drink named after him. What's in the John Daly. So I think it's been, so do you know what an Arnold Palmer is? I, you're in the restaurant business. Yes. The, so, so for the uninitiated and Arnold Palmer is a mixture of iced tea and lemonade. Yeah. Half and half. Yeah. The, the question usually is it sweetened iced tea or unsweetened iced tea. So, um, so even, uh, here's a, here's a good one. So sports center, you remember sports center used to have commercials that were, had athletes in them yeah. to like promote the actual show sports center. Yep. And sports centers is a highlight show from ESPN. And that's how ESPN started is sports center. Right. So it was a highlight show and they used to have these hilarious, commercials to promote it and one of that one of my favorite episodes is actual arnold palmer so arnold palmer too if you don't know is one of the most historic famous golfers of the, in the history of golf sure right yeah. so you get jack nicholas arnold palmer and we could go on and on of the famous golfers but um the commercial is is arnold I've, palmer i've seen this it's you in, have <laughs> it, it, it's in the espn cafeteria yeah, yeah you've got a couple of the sports center hosts and arnold Pal- they're like going down the cafeteria yeah, yeah, line they're just getting their lunch and arnold getting palmer's in front of them and he makes an arnold palmer and they're like oh i guess that answers that question yeah exactly i, so I remember right. that now you just invoked a memory i, just I think that. uh scott van pelt's like that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so let's get back to the reason why i bring up arnold palmer is that is the base of the drink for for John Daly because Arnold Palmer is this iconic, like gentleman golfer, right? I mean, he was an icon. He was in he was in front of magazines, but at the end of his career, is this very gentle, like you know, kind of like grandfather figure. The, the man has a hospital in Florida, yeah, in Orlando, hospital, a children yeah. named yeah. after him, the Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he's, he's a hell guy, of a legacy. Guy, a huge legacy. But um, so you take his drink, okay. And then you add vodka to it, okay. and you get John Daly. I got it. Okay. Which, if you know what Daly is, this boisterous, crazy guy with giant white beard, and he's famous for loudmouth pants, or which these pants that are just like he's smoke, crazy he's patterns. He's smoking while he's golfing. Oh, yeah, he's drinking. crushing Marlboros, and he's just drinks like 30 Diet Cokes a day, and he and just gets he's hammered. He's famous for being able to drive the ball further than anyone else. Like He had a massive swing, Yeah, like correct? 80s, probably 80s. The guy, he was huge, big guy already, but he would he could bomb it. Like He was one of the longest hitters on, on tour, but he also was very good around the greens, very like very soft hands and could putt and chip like with anyone. And the guy actually won the British Open a couple times, so like he's a major winner. I guess the 
legit. See, he wasn't a gimmick. He was a real golfer. Yeah, no, he was awesome. Great player. But he also had this wild side <laughs> that, you know, he could probably have his own docu-series. He probably does have his own series. But anyway, so that's be, a John Daly. Would it be safe to Arnold say Palmer that and add vodka. he was the real life Happy Gilmore? Oh, gosh, for sure. There's no doubt. Yeah, he's like that. Kenny Powers. I mean, he's Ken- Kenny Powers, but plays golf. Perfect comparison. Oh, yeah. So the show Full Swing. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you got to. I'm getting ready to. That's awesome. All right. I need a little bit of prep. And that's what this podcast is about. I need you to help me sort of be prepared for the show. So at its basic core, Full Swing, does it cover an entire season of the PGA? Is that a question? Okay. Um, well, one, I don't know if they knew. All right. So first of all, you're taking a sport that's very individualized, right? It's not teams. So if, if you're familiar with Hard Knocks that's on HBO yeah. that you see behind the scenes of a football team, you're taking a sport golf that's very individualized that you don't know really anything about any player. You don't see behind the scenes. They're very personal. They're very private. Private. The great word. They're very private. You don't know hardly anything about most golfers. You might know stuff about Tiger Woods because he's been in the news and all the history of Tiger, but you really don't know anything about any golfer. Yeah. This is the first time, and I'm surprised the tour did this, where it's behind the scenes docu series, behind the scenes of the PGA Tour. You did a really good comparison. So I am obsessed with the show Hard Knocks. And for the international listeners, Hard Knocks is a series on HBO, which follows the training camp of one particular NFL team every year. And it's some of the best you know, oh, unscripted not- drama you can watch. Yeah, it, if you it- love NFL or sports, then you know what Hard Knocks is. But I would say it captures people that people watch Hard Knocks that don't even love football. Just because seeing behind the scenes of sports is just through a lens that you're not used to. You know, you don't get to go in a locker room if you're not an athlete. So... It just gives you a, a viewpoint and a side of things, and you get to learn. You know, when you got a player in the NFL, he wears a helmet. You half the time you don't even know what they look like. So to see them behind the scenes in the locker room and training camp and all this stuff in in midseason, um, I, I think it's very similar to Hard Knocks, um, except it's with golf and it's with golfers in a in an area that you'd never dream of seeing behind the scenes of something. So, so this is not. An unauthorized documentary like the PGA is back. This is backed by the PGA fully or there's no way they'd let. I mean, uh, I mean, that first episode, you're on a private jet watching two of the players. I I mean, I I won't name the names or it's not like secret. But if you want to know who the two guys are, you're you're it opens up with them on a private jet going to another tournament. And they're like in their clothes from the last tournament. They like it looks like they just left one tournament and they're going so That's let's Jordan and Justin. Let's back this up just a little bit. Yeah. All right. So the PGA, which is what the Professional Golf Association. Yes. Okay. It's been around. PGA Tour. PGA Tour. So right. it's a it's a it's a tour. It plays at many different golf clubs, golf courses all over the for world. For a very long time. For a very long. It's yeah. been around forever. Golf's an old sport. It, it has been. I mean, even the history of golf. They were in ties. They yeah. were in like sweaters and ties. But golf's changing. So. The PGA Tour yes. runs from when to when? I think it goes year-round now. So the schedule round. keeps changing, and we'll get into the whole live thing. Right. But li- live has kind of forced this schedule change, and that's another topic that maybe we'll get to later. Yeah. But golf has been kind of a um, fall to spring. I mean, spring and summer, and then end in the fall, kind of like 
but the the, the schedule is continually evolving. Okay. So it's year round now. So, so let me ask you this question: um, the people, the players that play on the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. they are invited to play on the tour. You have to qualify. You have to qualify. Okay. Yeah. So so let's. This is going to be fun. All right. Let's just use you as an example. Okay. I'm just going to say. I'm going to say you're a golfer. Yeah. Okay. You 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 play at your local golf course. Yeah, as okay? an amateur. As an amateur. Amateur but, but, golf. But no, no, listen, non-professional. Let, let's. I want. I want to take it through. Yeah. I want to take it through the whole thing. So t- take me through this process. Sure. So All right. So no, no, no. Let me yeah, let me let me ask. Ahead. Okay. So yeah. take take me through this process. Okay. okay. You take up golf as a teenager. Yes. You're uh you're just playing. You know at a, you know a, a local a municipal like a Muni, city a like, municipal golf Muni. course like yeah. just just a regular city golf course. course. You know, some people start to take notice of you. Like, you know, this, this kid's got a good swing and he's right. pretty good. So so you're playing on a public golf course. Yes. Okay. People are starting to notice that you've got you've got an above average skill level. What is the very first thing you're going to do as somebody who's, you know, you would say as an amateur, but you're literally just playing golf for fun. And right. someone's like, you need to take it to the next level. Yeah. What's the first thing you have to do? Um, I would, you know, find a local professional. So you mentioned PGA Tour. That's the tour of professional golfers. Yeah. But there's also PGA professionals that are um, that are qualified through certification that teach the golf swing. Okay. And they there are driving ranges. Now there's companies that have like, you know, businesses where you could go that has PGA professionals to teach the golf swing. So I'd go find a, a coach or a PGA pro. Uh, and get lessons. Okay. And, and okay. 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 So you, you, you've got the pro now. Yep. You're taking lessons. This guy's going, this kid's got it. Sure. What's the next step after that? So the, 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 the professional who's you've, t- you're taking lessons from, he's teaching you the swing. You're evolving at a, a rate. No one's expecting. Sure. Okay. Is there a tournament you play in to yeah. qualify? Like, what is the next step after yeah, that? So, the, so then every local area has local amateur tournaments, okay. whatever they are. Now, there's also, you know, nowadays there's kid tournaments. It's like a, a, an organization called U.S. Kids. But there's local amateur tournaments that you can go find either by a county. So like our county, Marion County Golf, we have a regular schedule that has amateur tournaments. Now, there's one really big one that actually qualifies for amateur status. So there's there's US amateur tournaments that you would get in regionally. So you would connect with either the uh, USGA, which is the United States Golf Association. You'd go find that. And then there's also each state has their own golf association under the USGA called like for example in Florida it's the FSGA. So the Florida State Golf Association. So you would go find these qualifying amateur events so you can't get paid. You got to pay to get get in them. Right. And then you'd play in these tournaments. Um, and then also you probably would probably go out for your high school golf team. Okay. That, that's that's the next step. Let's stick with the tournament, the amateur tournament. Sure. All right. You play in a couple of those. You win them. Yeah, maybe you win. Sure. So, no, but uh, I, I there, just, I want to chart the yeah, route. I see route, it. We route, have this yeah. fictional golfer. Yeah, that, yes, it's yeah, a fictional I, golfer. I, got, okay, I love okay, this. Okay, okay that's okay, cool. So, and how old, where did we? 17, 18 years old. We'll so, just, which we'll is just, way later than, the, yeah, you know, but we'll, that's fine. We'll just say for the sake of this, this conversation, 18 years old. Okay, starts out on a public golf course. It's clear. It's clear. This kid knows what he's doing. Sure. Finds a tour. Find, excuse me. Finds a pro at a club. Starts getting lessons. Pro, a coach. Pro, pros like, there's not much more I can teach you. You've got it. Right. Goes out to one of these amateur tournaments. Wins a couple of sure. them. 
All right, so now mm-hmm. you you've got this amateur status, yep. but you're like you're like winning every tournament you're going into. Sure. What's the next level after that? So then if this fake golfer that is just this striping young man or female, you know, that's just killing it out there, there's higher level so two things. There's higher level amateur tournaments. Okay. Right. So state amateur. So you could be I know someone that won the Florida State Amateur, right? Okay. So there there's there's a tournament called the Florida State Amateur. All right. right? So that's the tournament yeah. and you've won that. Okay. Yeah. Now you've won now you've gone through all these levels and you've sure. won the state amateur tournament. Same thing, then there's Southeast Regional uh amateur tournaments and then na- the national so like tiger woods was famous for winning like the u.s amateur okay a couple of times okay and he was like one of only two people or whatever to ever win the u.s amateur more than once okay so 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 now we've won the u.s amateur a couple of times yeah right so now you're so now you're gonna declare that you want to be a GoPro. okay so you've declared that you want to go pro yes all right you've declared it yep so, so now what? So now what? Right. So now you have to pay fees and stuff to to try to qualify for the PGA Tour. Now the there's pro- not another professional tour. A well, ben, there's a lot of levels like, now. Like, like like there's like different tiers. Like I yeah. let's use baseball as an analogy. You've got the pros and you've got the minor leagues, and there's six seven different versions of the minor leagues. So is there is there a stepping stone that you need to go to, like the Ben Hogan Tour or something sure. like that? So there is. So. They're branded now. So when I was younger, it's called the Nike Tour, the Hooters Tour. That was the tour that's one below the regular PGA Tour that you see. Uh, there's a company called Corn Ferry. I think it's a financial company. Okay. They're the sponsor for it. So the Corn Ferry Tour, K- Corn with a K, K-O-R, you look it up. The Corn Ferry Tour is the tour right below the PGA Tour. All right, let okay? me stop you there but for there's a other second. tours. All right, so let's, let's go ahead and stay. We'll stay with the Corn Ferry Tour. So our guy... He started the public golf course, got lessons from the pro, did some local amateur tournaments, mm-hmm. went to the state tournament, won that, won the national amateur tournament. Now he's playing in the Corn Ferry Tour. Yes. Yeah, right now okay. that could happen. Yes. Let me ask you this. That's a professional tour. Oh, yeah. It's a step down from the PGA. It's the, have, the next yes. year down. But you make money doing that. You do, obviously, less, okay, but you have to pay to travel. So yep. let's say the Corn Ferry Tour first events in Riviera, California. Okay. You got to fly there. You got to have a caddy. You got to fly. You got to pay your own expenses. Yeah. And at that point, potentially you're sponsored. So maybe your golf balls and clubs are, you know, you probably, if you've won the U.S. Amateur, you're, you're, you're sponsored. Okay. Somebody's so jumped on. Now you. let's talk about sponsors for a moment. Sure. Okay. So I'm just going to throw a name out there. Like Titleist is sponsoring you sure nike reebok whatever They're- right so so golf would be nike tailor-made um callaway okay so so Ping. yeah for this for sake of this one let's Cal- go nike nike's easy nike's they're gonna sponsor me to they're gonna sponsor our guy your clothes your shirt your hat everything says nike are they gonna pay for you the travel depends depends yeah but yep. you're probably you're, not probably not no okay so you gotta pay to get there and let's just say your first corn fairy tournament, right? You don't do that great. And you don't make so there's a thing called the cut. 
So like, let's say, so every tournament's four days. So it's yep. just not one day. It's four days. Four days, four rounds of golf. Yeah. 18 holes, four days. Okay. Right? That's a lot of golf. That's a lot of swings where you can make a mistake. And let's just say for the sake of this conversation, there's a hundred people. That's a good, play, sure. That's playing, probably close. Playing in the corn fairy, corn, the fairy. Corn, corn fairy tournament in Riviera, California. California. Yep. Okay. So on a very hard golf course. Okay. With a hundred guys or, or girls, just as good as you are. What determines the cut? Is it basically the number of people and we have to cut this down to a specific number or is it based on perform? Obviously it's going to be based on performance, but if everybody shoots four over, you know, right. how do you determine the cut down and how many people right. are cut down? So that wouldn't happen, but, but the, usually it's one of two things. One, depending on what the lowest score so the, the cut's usually halfway. Okay. So like if tournament starts on Thursday, you have you play Thursday and Friday. After Friday, they'll determine a cut. And then after the cut, then the the people that made the cut will play the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. But it's not a set number. No. So so depending on where the leader is, so after Friday, if let's say the leader's at four under, they might say only 20 shots from minus four. So depending on how many golfers are in that area. Or they just might take the top fifty. So it just depends on a tournament. So it's but not you're pretty set much stone. eliminating who probably didn't play well that week. And it's close. Sometimes it's you know th- there could be twenty people hoping that that cut line goes from even to minus one or minus one to even or plus one. All right, let's play devil's advocate for yeah. a second. We got a hundred players. Sixty of them are all at minus four. Yeah. How do you yeah, de- how do you, how do you determine a cut? I'm just curious. This is no, I know I've never seen that, but I get that. Um, then they would probably just like all six, like all sixty. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. would make it anyone that's minus three and under, you're out. If if that many was at minus four, then probably right. yeah, minus three doesn't gotcha. get in. Sure. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so so minus three or less, you don't get paid. You had to pay to travel there. You had to pay everything to get there, and you get no payout, and you got to go on to the next week, wherever that is. All right. So. so let's say we made the cut. You made the cut? Yeah. So now you play the weekend. So now you're at minus four and you got to play Saturday and Sunday. Hopefully you do better and move your way up to the leader. Let's say the leader was at minus six, but everyone, most people were at minus four, but the leader was at minus six. The guy at minus six could come back. You know, he could be over par the next day. So who, whoever, you know, let's just, I don't know. Where, where do you want our guy to go now after Sunday? He's a phenom. Yeah. I want him to get into the PGA. Okay. Okay. So, so let's say he takes third. Okay. Takes okay. third place. Let's his say he first, takes third place. His first professional tournament, mm-hmm. he takes third place. Yes. The, now the nation knows who this guy is. Um, In golf. In golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People know yeah, who he is. you're not seeing Corn Fair. You are on the golf channel. So the right. golf channel is on, under NBC. You, they're showing Corn Ferry Tour events. I okay. mean, it, you know, it's at famous courses and the fields are just getting so good. Okay. So, it depends on which tournament, if that tournament has enough prestige that even a third place would maybe get you one spot on tour, like one you an entry fee into one pro tournament. There's a chance that coming in third on a corn ferry would get you an entry into maybe a lower level pro tournament next year. Okay. Okay. All right. For the sake of this conversation, our guy has played in five tournaments in the corn fairy tour. All right. Okay. Third, second, and the last three, he's won. 
All right, I love this. Okay. Okay. So he he let's just take it a little bit farther. So like let's just say after the end of the corn fairy season, he's the number one ranked player, right in the corn on the corn fairy tour. Right. Next season, he he's on the PGA tour. Now you're yeah he's on he's, he's on a, he's. So they used to have it used to be called Q School, which is a qualifying school that you'd have to go play like qualifying school or Q School. If you a, a golfer would know this, but if you hear Q School, that's uh, Corn Ferry Tour and all these other tours are kind of t- replacing the Q schools. Okay. So like if if you qualify, which winning the Corn Ferry Tour like points for that year. That qualifies you. You're getting on the PGA Tour the next season. All right. Now let's talk about the PGA Tour. Yeah. How many people are, are invited to be part of the PGA Tour, roughly? Oh, boy. I, I don't know how many cards. So to be on the tour, it's yeah. you have a card. You get a card. You get a card. All right. Okay. So when a golfer, a pro golfer says, I have a, car, a PGA card, that means you're on tour. So okay. if you, to get your card... I, I'm just going to roughly guess there's a 150 or 200 guys that have a PGA Tour card. Okay. It's not like unlimited. And, and you, you could lose your card. And if you have that PGA card, yep. you can play in any PGA tournament. No. No. Okay. No. Why not? No. So some tournaments are invitationals, meaning that uh, you'd have to get invited. Okay. Um, based on performance in previous seasons. Um some are called opens. So if you've heard of, like, let's just call the U.S. Open. You've heard yep. of the U.S. Open. I've heard of it. So any, me and you could qualify for the U.S. Open. That, but that's tiers. You See, have, yeah. What you'd have to hit tournament, you'd have to win tournaments. So there's qualifiers just for the U.S. Open. Okay. Now there's also tournaments that have different statuses. So like, let's say our guy, Corn Ferry Tour, maybe he qualified for winning the corn fairy tour. Maybe he qualified in like 60% of the events that he could play in, but you still, he still has to pay an entry fee and travel there. He has to pay for all that to get to that. So let's just say the, uh, let's just say the John Deere classic, which, you know, I'm, you know, I should probably look that up, but let's say the John Deere classics in Memphis, Tennessee, which that's not right. But let's say that's the first tournament he qualifies to get in. So then now what? That actually opens up a question for you. This is interesting because I, and correct me if I'm wrong. So are you telling me that all of these PGA tournaments, Mm. even the number one golfer in the world has to pay an entry fee to play in the tournament? Yes. Okay. Now, if you're a Tiger Woods, that's nothing. The sponsors are paying your spot. It's, it's nothing. They still pay an entry fee. Yeah. Any uh, idea what the entry fee is for any of these tournaments? No, but I don't think it's, super is it in the thousands of Probably. dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe 10,000. I don't know. That's interesting. I've yeah. never seen, yeah. this is why I'm glad we're having this conversation. Yeah, that's why the rules are a little different because they're not teams and they're individual contractors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Independent contractors. They are. Yeah. That's what they are. So they have to pay for all these tournaments. Now they might get invited, you know, the tournament might want certain players there based on how popular they are. So, so I'm, I'm the John Deere tournament and I want, I've decided that our guy, the corn fairy, the, the corn fairy guy, he's tearing it up. Yeah. We want him. Okay. We want him. We want, we're going to invite him to sure. be in the tournament. He yeah. still has to pay the entry fee. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, and then the other one is like, let's say, uh, let's say, so two weeks ago, the Arnold Palmer, um, invitational. Yeah. Okay. Invitational. It, which is in Orlando at Bay Hill Lodge and Golf Club. Let's say you win that. Okay. You qualify for so much stuff. So, if, like, with a win, 
besides three million or whatever you win, you also get status on the PGA Tour for like five more years, no matter how bad you play. So you, a win at API, which is on a Palmer Invitational, guarantees you can play in whatever tournament. Your card you is want. good for five years. And any tournament you want. Yes, you can play. Yes, so you get your card for five years. They're just whatever. That's something like that, right? You also qualify for an entry fee into the players, which was last week. Which I want to talk about that a little bit. Talk yeah. about the yeah. players. Um, probably the Open, the Masters. Okay, you get- now that's where I want to go. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's let's just say that our guy, he's played in four or five PGA tournaments. Yeah. Okay, he's won one. He won one. Right, but so it, he's not like super high rank. He, but he's he's progressing. He's getting. He's won one. It's not Let's one of the big ones. Let's just call him uh, ranked 60th in the world. All right. Ranked 60th in the world. After a year of playing in the PGA tournament, he's won one. He's consistently been in the top 10 of every Let's tournament. Let's say he has three top 10s. Yeah. And he has two top 25s and he has five missed cuts. What does our guy have to do? to play in the masters. And I want you to define what the masters is and why that's different than the PGA tour. Okay. So within golf, mm-hmm. um, just like tennis and some other sports, international sports, cause golf is very international. Um, there's major tournaments. So in golf, there's four majors. Okay. Meaning they are the four top tournaments in the whole world. So the, the masters is one, which is in Augusta, Georgia, the U.S. Open, which changes venues. It's actually the only uh, one one that changes venues every year okay. somewhere else. Uh, the PGA Championship, which is actually at the same course. So, actually, the U.S. Open is the only one. Well, no, I take that back. I guess Augusta is the only one that doesn't move, right? Augusta is there. All the other ones change. So, the four majors, you got Augusta, uh, Georgia, the Masters, the U.S. Open. Obviously, it's the United States Open. Now they call it the Open, which is the old British Open, okay. and the PGA Championship. That's the four majors. All right. So you have what to, is, right. What do you have to do to qualify to play? Yeah, you have to be those. a top-ranked player. Like there's rankings based on wins and money lists, and now there's there's so many other ways for the rank. But the, the Masters. Now this is I've always there's always been a little confusion for me when it comes to the Masters. Mm-hmm. It seems to me just based on my observations over the past 20, 30 years that that seems it appears to be the most prestigious of the four majors. Sure. Um, and it's the one that most golfers want to win the most. It's the one for those who don't know, it's the one where you get the green jacket. Yeah. The the winner gets a green jacket. Winner gets a green jacket. That is not a PGA tour event. Is it? No, I don't No, The PGA tour doesn't run that. Doesn't run that. That is run by the, the club. Okay. And that is an invite only. Well, no, you, you know, so yes and no. Augusta or the masters is the only tournament that every previous winner gets invited, no matter what, how old they are. So there's, if, if you can play and show up, then if and you've won the masters you get invited every year so tiger could conceivably play the next 20 30 years if he wanted to yeah and um they always honor their three most legacy type players and they get to hit the first tee shot oh no okay so it's usually jack and it used to be arnie unfortunately and then gary player and then last year they had tom watson hit a ball okay so um all previous winners get to play in the masters most of the time, you know, the older guys don't do as well. But you'll see some guys like 
for example, Larry Mize or whatever that won the Masters like in the 80s or 70s. And, uh, you know, he, he, he'll he play this year again. You'll see his name up there. But you have to be ranked or to get. So our guy in, who's ranked in the top 60 of the world. In the, he's in, probably playing in the Masters. He's probably playing in the yeah? Masters. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, Bill, the reason I asked us, the reason I asked you to help me paint this picture of what it takes to get to the PGA segues into why I really want to watch this show full swing now, because when you watch this show full swing and you're following these professional golfers, mm-hmm. we have just talked about for the past 30 minutes, what it takes to be playing at that level. Sure. And that was why I wanted to just kind of break that down. Yep. So when you're following these guys on this show, the listeners out there have an idea of what they have gone through to be playing at that level. They are, the best in the world at what they do. Yeah, but you, you'll see uh, one of the episodes, you'll see a guy that's a rookie. Okay. And his clothes, his dirty clothes are in a cardboard box and he's pouring it into a, 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 a his laundry, he's pouring his laundry in a clothes dryer or a washer. Um, and then you also see a guy that's won multiple times. It's in Jupiter, Florida, has this infinity pool on the water. So, like, you see different, you see guys that don't have any money that haven't won yet, but they're a tour player. They're an equal. And then you got guys that have mansions with, you know, boats and jets and private pilots. And So, it, it doesn't just follow them on the golf course. It follows them in their personal lives. They open it up to everything. I'm you, so excited. And I think they got lucky on the timing of this whole live thing which okay that okay so for as i'm i'm 44 years old i have been aware of golf my entire life i have tuned in to the final sunday of the masters pretty much every year because it's it's a lazy it's a perfect lazy sunday thing to watch 500 for golf like you you, there's certain things you just watch super bowl like golf super bowl yeah it's golf super bowl all i've ever known is the pga okay um, I'm originally from Canada where they play the Ben Hogan tour. Well, yeah, now it's called the Canadian tour. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. So, so was, that's when, another qualifying yep, tour. Exactly. So when I was growing tour. up, I was familiar with that. I say all this because even in my, and again, everybody listening here, like I am to say casual golf novice. viewer, novice, like no, maybe more than a person who's never watched golf at, ever but i don't know a lot about golf right and i play three times a week that being exactly <laughs> and i've hosted your award show for your for your my golf for yeah, your golf club cup, for yeah. your golf club which was which was wonderful and i'm looking forward to hosting this year's well, awards I, we need there. to do a show about the turnpike cup. yeah so even i am aware that there is now an upstart golf league called live l-i-v not L-I-V-E, L-I-V. Yeah, L-I-V. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, to say that it's controversial that's right now, that's an understatement. Right. Um, but we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But um, as far as you know, does does the L-I-V stand for anything? Yeah, I know. That's that's hilarious. It's uh, To me, it's a little ridiculous, but it, uh, there's also meaning, right? So, like, on the PJ Tour, um, all the events are four days. Right. Uh, okay. For uh, always, right? Yeah. Four 18 hole matches or rounds. And on Live, the formats are different. It's kind of like a team thing where like three or four golfers' scores are together, but it's also only three days. 
Oh, right. Okay. So I don't know if that's because of travel or the the lack of sponsorship, all this stuff. So it's only three 18 hole rounds and live is Roman numeral for uh, probably a 54. Uh, I, okay. I'd have to look that up, but I think you're right. Yeah. So if you birdied or one under par every hole for only three rounds, 54 is the number that would pop up. So like that's, that's where they got to live. It's kind of ridiculous, you but it gives homage to that it's only three day event. That's uh, that's, that's interesting. Little, okay, so I don't know if you could tell by the tone of my voice. I haven't been a live fan to you know yet. I'm still not sold. But anyway. and the, the idea, the idea of you know, it's not. This is not unprecedented that a company would try to take on a behemoth. How many times have they tried tried to start the XFL? Sure. Or the United States USFL Football League, yeah, yeah. So, so sure. to take on the NFL, so this this is not an unprecedented move, but to take on the PGA, there's never been anything but the PGA. Exactly. Well, so, there's a there's a European tour. Sure, sure. Right. But but the PGA is the gold standard. Sure. Okay. So for a for a company to come in and try to take on the behemoth that is the PGA, you need a lot of money, and I'm talking. I'm not talking um, hundreds of millions. Unlimited. I'm talking billions sure. of dollars to try to put a dent into the PGA. Um, I'm not going to get into the politics of where the money comes from. Uh, yeah. Cause that was the original issue with live yeah. and players going to sign there. I will let the, I will let the listeners do their own yeah, research. Go Google where the, where the majority of the money that from was live the, is coming from. You don't hear that anymore. No, they've dropped but, that. Yeah. But at the beginning, that's all you heard. Why would you go sign with that? Because of that. Yeah. Now, now the narrative's more that it's not a legacy golf league, and it's not the PGA. So the 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 conversations passed. Who's paying the bills? Even though that was a big thing. That now, that was like the reason. It was why. the only reason why some people are like don't do it. Yeah. But now, um, and Greg Norman is kind of the face of Live. Greg um, Norman, he's famous the, Australian golfer. Yeah, that has a gigantic clothesline, wine line, like a very yeah. strong businessman after after his golf career, and he's the face of Live. Um, the 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 weird the strange thing is one the tournament setup. So Live, we just you know kind of heard that it's only three days, but also that's kind of a team event. It's not all stroke play. Um, the other thing is the contracts that the players signed. It actually went there. They're all guaranteed up front payments of like 60 50 100 million over 100 just million. to play in just the to tournament be on that on that tour on that tour yeah okay and live plays tournaments all over the world wherever they can find wherever yeah they can find them. Uh, i think the first one again you know i'm could have done a little bit more homework on live i didn't know we were going to get in no all this, no but, but i think it was in england or somewhere they but played there's, there's actually i don't you don't know this yet because we haven't talked about it but in a couple of weeks lives actually can be in orlando okay so we could actually go watch i think we're planning on going you know the ticket price is like nothing to go see it's them. like an xfl game i've got tickets to go see the orlando guardians yep. my tickets for really good seats were 26 bucks yeah this is like 39 i'm gonna pay more for parking than i did the ticket <laughs> uh or pay your uber driver the other day yeah paid more so um so the format's a little different um, but these the the contracts. So some golfers, they're used to a cut line. So there's no cut. So they're used to all the stuff that where you you don't get money if you don't earn it. Where here they're just paying you up front to play, just to play. 
Well, and I think they had to to get guys to come over. Right. And so what they did, uh, again, speaking of, you, you know, one of the reasons why the XFL hasn't been successful yet is, and I'll just say it as product on a field or the, what? the product on the field. They don't have a star. Sure. You, you, you have to have love or hate Tom Brady. And I love him. All right. Sure. You ask the average person if they know who Tom Brady is. The answer is yes. Sure. They know who he is. Okay. You have to have star quality product. I'm not trying to say people are a product, but frankly, when you're trying to sell something, you have to have a product that people want to watch. Well, Liv has that. Okay. And, and that's the thing. So they have they, stars. So they have to d- dig deep into their wallets to attract re- not just over the hill. You know, some of the guys are up, at the end of their career, but they're still relevant. They everyone's relevant. They got good players, but they actually ended up getting two or three really big like names. Big and I gets. was shocked. Big gets. Yeah, they got some big gets, but they paid big. Like this would be like, you know, who's a big quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Like getting an Aaron Rodgers, they got Aaron Rodgers. to go play in the XFL. They did. They yeah. got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they did. Getting a Patrick Mahomes to play in the XFL. But Brady said no. Like hypothetically. Yep. Brady says, no, I'm an NFL guy. And Aaron Rodgers goes, yeah, I'll go. Yep, I'll, I'll take, take it. Up. That's I'll what happened. Yeah. So, and that happened a couple times. So with this series, Full Swing on Netflix. Oh, which man, I I'm, love it so much. I, I think when they initially started the series, like Liv was not part of the discussion. It came out of nowhere. I think Netflix got lucky uh, that it happened during filming. Yeah. Because the first couple episodes now, you know, editing and moving things back and forth. Maybe they knew it was coming. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But you see the docuseries and Liv kind of is in the middle of it. Yeah. So uh, very interesting that the timing worked out where you see the behind the scenes. And I can tell it was fresh because I remember when Liv started, the conversation started happening. You see press conferences. You see on Netflix them grilling the players that were thinking about going or had already went. I mean, it's amazing. If you like anything golf, if you like anything sports, or if you just like seeing drama behind the scenes of anything athletic or even just business, this show caught Liv and the PGA Tour and behind the scenes of players that you'd never, ever, ever see behind. And here's one other thing. I'll tell you this, too. There's a there's a few players that one you knew who he was, but you didn't know like what he really was all about family wise, like great family guy. You see that, you you know, you see um, his family and his kids and how amazing his, he is. But there's two or three guys that you'd never know. There's one guy that's a cult hero on tour now that because I just went to the players um, all weekend and in, in uh, Jacksonville TPC Sawgrass, which is literally the fifth largest golf tournament in the world. So it's they used to call it the fifth major. They got rid of that name, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's the biggest tournament that's not a major because all the top players are in that tournament. Right. Like top, like speaking of what we were talking about earlier, you had to be ranked or whatever. So the top like seventy five or whatever it is, that's only one. The only guys playing in it. This one guy. He's in episode whatever, three or four or five or whatever. He is a cult hero. People are screaming his caddy's name because of this Netflix show, Full Swing. Everywhere I went, we started talking about Joel Damon, his caddy Gino, Full Swing. Everywhere I went this weekend, uh, Full Swing was on a topic all day long. 
both Love days. It. Crazy. Everyone walking around there was just loving Joel Damon. They're screaming, Joel, I, I got to show you the videos. It's awesome. Um, so anyway, um, it's a big deal right now. I am so glad that you had an opportunity to sit down and talk to me about this because sure. you, you've been kind of putting it in my ear for the past couple of weeks. Like you got to watch full swing, got to watch full swing. But when I saw it this weekend at the players and how many people were cheering on Joel, oh my goodness, this guy... Now he can't go anywhere. He's great. He's got a bucket hat. He's got a mustache. He really doesn't give a shit about. He's like, oh, I'm 70th in the world. I'm cool. Another couple of funny things. They actually show him pounding a couple of white claws. Um, <laughs> he actually took his shirt off during the, the Phoenix Opens, one of the premier events of the year now, which is in Phoenix. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a the Phoenix Open. It's the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Okay. The 16th hole is a par three. Which, you know, if the view, you know, listeners know part three is a lot small kind of area, right? It's not a big space. They you, you should get on the green on your first stroke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've built a stadium around, there's 40,000 people around this part three. What? The Phoenix Open. When we're done, yeah, you got to yeah. look this up. There's, and if someone. Now, you're not going to spoil anything on the show here, are no, you? No, no, okay, no, no. Phoenix Open's famous, like. Wait, People are throwing beers. It's a party. It's the opposite of what you would think a golf event. You, when we're done, you got to look up. Okay, just Google Phoenix Open Par Three. Uh, you guys, you guys are gonna, you won't believe what you're seeing. And, and some people that already know are like, yeah, I've seen it a thousand times. But anyway, he 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 made a big scene, um, and they showed it again. He, this guy Joel Damon's a star now. I love it. Oh yeah. So Bill. Oh, season two. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, D during last week, because uh, I think the show's been so successful, because the players is such a big deal, they announced that Netflix is doing season two already. I think they're already filming at the players. I think they were there. I couldn't tell, but there was crews everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's in, since the players is such a big event and it has such an iconic hole, there's cameras everywhere. But I think that they were out there again already. All right. So yeah. this this episode was part one. Yes. of uh of our discussion about golf and full swing did you even announce the twosies we are the twosies is this, this the twosies this is main or is this feed. just dane this, and bill talking this is the main feed <laughs> this is not the twosies this oh. is going out to tens of thousands of people um man i did make the big show you did make the yeah. listen you made the pga tour <laughs> all right bill listen yeah like i said this is part one okay we're going to come back in a couple weeks after i finish the first season then we're going to do an in-depth breakdown episode by episode. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't it. wait. I love anyway, it. So, Bill, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. We're having a great discussion about the new Netflix series, Full Swing. I wanted Bill on here to sell me on why I needed to watch it. Sold. Can't wait to start watching it. And if you've got some ideas out there, listeners, for some other, you know, off the beaten path, we're not talking movies here. This is the Dana Buckler Show. We're talking sports on yeah, this one. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I'm your, I'm your sports guy, but um, I love doing our shows with movies, too. But this is just like, this is my love. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Bill, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. My name is Dana Buckler, and thank you so much for listening.